It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On the front lines of Houston sports. Let's go! You're in the trenches with N.D. Kalou. N.D. Kalou. Um, um, what should we talk about, sir? What should ah, we... It, I know we have to get past the baseball. First of all, Hello, everybody out there in Radio Land. I'm Indy Kalu. That other voice you hear is Big Star, Big Star Sports. But we're a little confused today. That's why I start off with the uh. Yeah, because there's a lot of topics. We could go football. We could go baseball. We could still go. Ba- this is in basketball. the trenches, but it's still. Hold on. Uh, Trey, you, you are you okay, Trey? I know it's a Friday. You, you're looking a little tired. Were you at Club Phoenix uh, last night? <laughs> is, is that still something? No, I was at the uh, the Vulcan Gas Company in Austin, Texas. Um, I was doing like five minutes, a five-minute set in Austin. I like was doing, bench? No, I was doing well, I w- squats. I wish. No, I was like, <laughs> uh, I was doing comedy. So that was fun. You were watching comedy or no, you are actually on stage telling jokes? I was on jokes. stage. Hold on. <laughs> this is gonna be a good we one. have a comedian in our presence, and I did not know that. So you you go on stage. Yeah, every now and again. You know what? Barry Lamnick, Barry is funny. Barry on deck, one of the more talented guys in the city. He's, he's a stand-up comedian also. Very professional, very good at what he does, and you've heard him on the show if you listen and if you do appreciate you. But I had no idea, Trey. I knew you were yeah. a NASCAR lover. I knew you were a very good engineer or board op, whatever they call that. Uh, You're easy to talk to. I did not know that you had the huevos to get up on stage and try to make people laugh or get booed off. Funny you mentioned Barry. That was the guy who kind of started me in comedy. Like, started. Really? Yeah, he kind of, he was like one of the first ones that told me I could do it. Barry's so good. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's the only guy I know who can do a YouTube show talking to himself but keep the energy going for like three hours. All right. Are you a clean? What, what, what's your style? Are you more Eddie Murphy, um, Jerry Seinfeld, or are you Kevin Hart, self-deprecating type yeah, I guy? I do self-deprecate a lot. Um, but um, I don't know. I don't really know. I guess um, I have a lot of uh, influence from um, a comedian named Tim Dillon and uh, William Montgomery. There's just comedians that aren't really all that well. Some comedians are pretty famous, like Tim Dillon, but uh, Bill Burr is probably my biggest uh, inspiration, though. Do Do you curse? Yeah, yeah. Not I try not to swear as much, but uh, so, yeah. So we can't invite you to the church to make no, the people I don't, laugh. Before. I don't. I don't. I I don't think so. I could try, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't think the jokes would go over very well over there. What's your one joke where you're like, I'm about to shut? this place down can you say it on there because i don't mind if you say nah you gotta pay to hear that no you gotta yeah, come could, see um, it. my my best joke yesterday was all like um 
I was like, so Greg Abbott won the election. Um, I, um, I'm getting kind of sick and tired of these tree jokes. Personally, I think it's the lowest hanging fruit. And when you take the lowest hanging fruit, you end up like Greg Abbott. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that, that was me. Wow. I don't get the tree joke. Well, you know, he, the reason he's in a wheelchair is because a tree fell on him. Fell on him or he fell out of a tree? No, a tree fell on How's him. How does a tree fall on you? And he sued the person. He mm-hmm. sued the person that the... That, Did he sue the tree? No, he sued the person where the tree was and then made... Uh, uh, cut down the personal liability that you can get to $250,000. After he got all his money, now you can only get like $250,000. Well, we'll talk about that on 740 <laughs> but Trey, that's mean. Yeah, a little bit. Did they boo you? No, they, they thought it was pretty funny. And they didn't get it until I explained the tree. Um, then they also like laughing. me, they're they were uninformed Some, and yeah, didn't understand there that were he a got couple hurt. Couple of people that laughed, and then everybody. Then I explained, and they're like, ah, ha ha ha. It's like DL Hughley type comedy. But, I'm a huge DL Hughley I, type fan. You know, you know what? I, I I don't like it, Trey. That that's mean. That that's that's mean. Yeah, when I see you, I see a nice young man, and to talk about somebody who's been injured. You know why you don't like it? Why? Because because it's it, definitely I'm not a Republican or <laughs> I don't affiliate. Ask me about an individual, so that's not the reason. No, hey, look, you got to go see Trey stand up. Trey, do you have any sexual innuendo jokes in your comedy? Just and, one. Indy would laugh like no other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Then we're gonna move on. Like when rappers go on with Sway. And they go on with these uh, 97.9 Mad Hatter. Is he still around? I yes, but so. he's with TSU now. Wait, what? okay, that's another story for another time. <laughs> but anyway, Mad Hatter, who was holding it down for a long time, you, you make the rappers freestyle to see if they real. So, Trey, don't hold back. If you were on stage and pretend I was famous and you were taking a shot at me like you just did, that poor man in the wheelchair, what would you say bad about me? Whoa, that's going to make people laugh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? No, no. no, he shouldn't do that. No, nah, I, I like you too much. Yeah, no, let's. Yeah, man, listen. Well, Brandon Cooks. Woo! I could talk bad about Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Brandon Cooks, man. Wow. No, isn't that what they do when they roast people? Yeah, yeah but I don't. I don't like, like I, to roast people. I roasted uh, the General John McClain years ago, and I killed it. By the way, that's good. And I have a lot of respect for him. They roasted Scarface the other day too for his birthday over. I Midway saw Park. I, I heard um, one time Scarface went into Best Buy, and um, the guy, my friend behind the counter, checked to see if the hundred dollar bill was real, and he just kind of started <laughs> yelling at my friend behind the counter. Good. So. I'm that's, not really. That's Scarface. Kinda, that's my guy. Be careful. But yeah, that, yeah, he's great. One of the best rappers not, ever. Um, t- no, please say that again the right way. The oh, greatest he's rapper. He's the best rapper in ever. Yes. In Houston. No, you had it right world. before. Yes, Whoa. it's Scarface. We yes. all know this. We we do this once For every sure. quarter. It's Scarface, Tupac, Jay Z, Biggie, greatest ever then everybody else is up for debate. I and there's Scarface. a lot of great rappers. Scarface in the top five, for sure, but I don't have him He's as the greatest. Then your list is, is Ice Nolan Cube Ford. in your top five? No. Ice Cube is not in your top five? No, that's not a shot at him. His group is the greatest group ever, regardless of genre, NWA. But what about MF Doom? That sounds like a video game, Trey. Nah, yeah, it's, I, I didn't think y'all would get that one. No, I know who MF Doom is. Was that Doom a joke? Is. No, I just, uh, well, sort of. Yeah, uh, MF like Dune a... is a good rapper. Really? Yeah. 
Okay. It's just me. I'm old school. I don't. Yeah. But you I only named really four. Do you, who's your fifth? Hmm? Bumby is your fifth? UGK's, uh, Bumby's definitely up there. I, I would, I, I go back and forth because Eminem, Eminem you got to give him his credit. He's not in my top if five. People, if Eminem's not in your top five, you're hating on him because of his race. No, you're yeah. not. If you, I don't even like, I don't even relate. I'm not going to say I don't like. I don't relate to Eminem's music. Yeah. But when I listen to it and listen to the lyrics and the cadence, if he's not in your top five, it's because of his race. Hey, Let's yeah, just be real. I would put. I, Let's I just got be real. Kendrick Lamar, uh, J. Cole over Eminem. I do too. I got Kendrick Lamar over Eminem, but not yeah. J. Cole. But I, I do, can see if you I put Nas put, or somebody. Yeah, but Nas is my, the, the, in my opinion, the best. He got a new CD out. But you could put also. I, I would put Kanye West over Eminem. Oh, good God, no. Yes, no. as a producer. No, as a rapper too. Yes, yeah, I, I get it. No. Yes. No. And like I said, when. I don't have one Eminem CD, but when I hear it, when I listen to it, I'm like, okay, this you, you similar to, so let's bring it back to football. When I first started all the JJ Watt love and everything, I said, you know what? Is this just because he's a good guy? You know, is this just because of whatever fill in the blank? So I started watching film on him and I was all, he's better than what I thought he was. <laughs> I'm talking about JJ Watt. Yeah. So with Eminem, I just, you know, when he first came out talking about his mom, and it, I wasn't offended. I was just like, eh, that's cool. That, I, you know, that's just not me. But then when I really started listening, when people were like, nah, you got to check this dude out. He in my top 10. He, he, he's, he's different. Yeah, he, he's, but you, st- you said CD. Who, who still listens to CD, Andy? Oh, I just grabbed uh, a CD to put in my car this morning, a new CD. Uh, it, you don't stream your music? Apple it's, music? No, I don't like all that streaming and crap. I so, like to just hit the arrow pointing to the right if I want to skip a song. Oh my God, you are a relic. You are a dinosaur. They should look. See, you, know, you know how they send Dusty Baker's two picks to the Hall of Fame? They should just send your whole body to the Hall of Fame. No, all this. Then here's the thing: with uh, streaming and using your phone, it's more dangerous. You start looking at your phone and you start trying to pull up with the CD. You just hit the arrow to the right. And you got to control. I got controls on my steering wheel, and I just push the next for the next button. We're not all able. Quick timeout. I promise we're going to get to football. Speaking of Brandon Cooks. Not only did Big Sarge get to interview the man directly, but he talked to his teammates. So we'll know what they feel about this former captain of the team in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. I sit alone in my four-cornered room, staring at candles. Who got me? We on the radio, dude? Oh, all right. Let's keep this here. Headline, I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Welcome in, welcome back. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. The greatest to ever do a Scarface. Happy belated birthday. If you want to jump in, 713-212-5790. At 3R Brother says, real quick, at Indy Kalu, as a former NFLer and pro NFLer, would you be hesitant to draft a smaller statue quarterback in Bryce Young? No. Good question. The old me that bought into the stereotype that you need to have a 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", statuesque athlete sitting in the pocket and just delivering dimes all day, I'm past that because I've played against smaller guys. I've banging my head against the turf trying to chase the Doug Fluties and the Michael Vicks and, you know, some of the smaller quarterbacks, even Drew Brees when I played against him, not that he was that fleet of foot. I remember thinking, like, man, he's small. Then after the game, I remember thinking, damn, he's good. (laughs) You know, so that's a good question. I would not – that's not 
let me say this. That's not the reason why I'd be hesitant. And even though he's not having a great season, Kyler Murray kind of kicked all that, all those concerns out of the door for me. If you can, if you're elusive enough, you're smart enough. If you have a strong enough arm, I don't care if you stand five ten, five eleven. So I guess the question would be is, when you look at the quarterbacks that are going to be drafted in the twenty twenty three, um, coming up in twenty twenty three, excuse me, who who stands out as far as what the Texans actually need? Not like who's going to go first, but when you look at the Texans and you look at the Texans roster and their makeup and where they're you know where they're trying to go as far as this rebuild is concerned. Out of those quarterbacks, do you want a traditional quarterback? Because I feel like Will Levis out of Kentucky is a traditional quarterback. Or do you want somebody that may be a little bit that, – that is not as traditional and can use their legs as a weapon as well? Let me tell you why that's a good and a bad question Okay. at the same time. It's bad because we've been programmed to believe certain players, certain system, then it has to work. Yeah. When you start talking about the quarterback position, more so than any other position, like uh-huh. if you have a, a a defensive lineman who plays on paper, he's a defensive end, but he's one of those 6'5", 320-pound, two-gap defensive end, then you need to say, okay, yeah, I need to put him in the right system, and he could go on to be a pro bowler. If there's a quarterback that when Big Sarge is watching film and breaking down film, and I know you do because you text me times of what you're looking at, and you say, man, this guy's a good quarterback. I don't give a flip what system you think you could fit in. Yeah. You change your system to fit him, i.e. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. When all these teams were afraid to draft Lamar Jackson and a so-called Hall of Fame general manager said he should play wide receiver, the Baltimore Ravens were smart enough to say, you know what? Even though he doesn't play like the Super Bowl winning quarterback we currently have on the roster and Joe Flacco, He's a great football player. Yeah. He's a great quarterback. We're going to bring him in, and what do you know? We're going to build a system around him. Then, oh, they're geniuses. That's not <laughs> genius. That, that, yeah. That's just that, that's like the Chris Rock stand-up. <laughs> like that's what you're supposed to do if you're you know if you're a general manager, a head coach. You get the best player, then you run a system that works for them. So I say that to say, you you just tell me who do you think's the best uh, college uh, quarterback right now as far as NFL potential. To me, it's Bryce Young. Then you draft Bryce Young. You sit down with him. What are the routes that you're most comfortable throwing? We're going to sit you with Sean Salisbury for uh, a month, and we're going to find out exactly what you're comfortable with. We're going to create a game plan where it's not too predictable, and we're going to go on and win with you. So I I don't think with the quarterback position, because it's so hard to find good quarterbacks that succeed on the next level, the NFL, that if you see one that you think can succeed, you, you just say, let's draft him. On the flip side, Tim Tebow, arguably one of the best college football players ever. Yep. Like, that's not hyper. That, that, that's just real talk. Yeah. But his style of play, that's just not a quarterback in the NFL. And I still believe if people weren't too caught up in Tebow mania, he could have played 10, 11, 12, 15 years as a backup because I still believe that he had enough talent to play the quarterback position in a way to where he's not an everyday starter. But if you need him for three, four games, you could taste him, heal him. Yeah, I and, and you know what? I think that that was the downfall uh, uh, for the Houston Texans. And I get it. The, 
don't get me wrong. I know when they had Deshaun Watson here, they won AFC South titles. I get it. But they never truly built a system around Deshaun Watson. It was always Bill O'Brien was like, this is the system that I have in place, and this is what we're going to run. This is what you're going to run regardless of, you know, if it fits your skill set or not. A lot of times when it came to Deshaun Watson, there was some some things that were impromptu and just done because he's a, a very good quarterback. But when I look at, you know, I always use the example of Patrick Mahomes. When Patrick Mahomes went to Kansas City, they built a system around him, just like what you said about Lamar Jackson. And they, I felt like they never truly built a system around Deshaun Watson while he was here. Now, with that being said, if Pep Hamilton, you know, keeps the job next year and the Houston Texans do draft a quarterback and they bring him in and, you know, make him the the, the starter, I, I think that you will see a system built around whatever quarterback is going to be under center for the Houston Texans next season. I will say some quarterbacks, for them to be successful in the NFL, you have to work within a system that fits them. Uh, Lamar Jackson. You you know, you have to run a certain style of offense for it to work. Uh, Kyler Murray. You have to run a certain style of offense for it to work, and it will work beautifully. But I also believe there are some quarterbacks where it doesn't matter they're just that good. Am I saying that they're better? I'm just saying, no, they're that good to where, and they're that versatile to where if you need them to run, they can run. If you need them to drop back and just be a drop back passer, they can do that. Josh Allen's of the world. And I think Deshaun Watson's one of those guys. When I watch Deshaun Watson, and this is just me, and I played my whole life defense. I'm not uh, acting like I'm some quarterback expert. All I did was chase him. So when I watch Deshaun Watson in his heyday before all the drama, I never thought, ooh, this system's bad for him. I just thought, man, he's so talented, he's going to make whatever work. That's just me. Yeah, but so I I looked at it like this. Like, there was a lot of times I felt like they could have used his athleticism a little bit more than just, you know, oh, let's run this wide receiver screen. You know, oh, what is it? Second and two? Oh, wide receiver screen. That's exactly what we should run. Or, you know, third and eight. Hey, let's let's run a running play. Instead of using your quarterback, who has one of the best wide receivers in the game at the time, and DeAndre Hopkins, instead of using him to be able or to stretch the field with Will Fuller, I think that. See, it, but didn't they have? Wasn't there? It's a real question. I'm not challenging it. Didn't yeah. they have um, a season where Deshaun, DeAndre, and Will all had big years? Like DeAndre had over a thousand yards receiving. Will had like 800. Then he got hurt, of course. And then Deshaun did his thing. I think there was, was a year, year where, but that's when is that the, Will's best year was the year he got suspended after Thanksgiving. Right, but wasn't DeAndre still playing? Uh, I think he was still playing. I don't think he was traded just just yet. Right. So my point is, as far as numbers, I've seen him have his success. Now they still had a losing season, yeah. so I'm not putting that on uh, Deshaun Watson's system. I just uh, I feel like there are certain quarterbacks where you don't have to. No matter who your coach is, they're going to be successful in that system. But I'm not even talking about his his numbers because his best numbers came when the Texans only won four games. Mm-hmm. So he had a really good season when he only had four games. But you also looked at it once Bill O'Brien left, even during a time where you know he on he had Kiki Kuti and Chad Hansen on the field, and and both of them had over 100 yards receiving. That's because they actually Tim Kelly actually opened up the playbook a little bit more and allowed him to do more. So I felt like when he had Will Fuller. When he had DeAndre Hopkins, and even the time that they had, because they had a, uh, I can't remember the last thousand yard rusher that they had here, but they had a thousand yard rusher, and it was the time when, was it Carlos Hyde? With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or Lamar Miller. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar Miller. Yeah, yeah, because he was here with Alfred Blue. So they had the pieces in place. I just felt like Bill O'Brien got stubborn at times and wanted to run the play that he wanted to run. Quick timeout in the trenches. We're going to catch up with Brandon Lang next. Put some scratch in your pocket. And like Trey, he's going to entertain you in the trenches. Only on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in, welcome back in the trenches. There's actually a third rapper to this song. It's not just Jermaine Dupree, Jay-Z, but when they say money ain't a thing, that's what Brandon Lang says. Because when you trust in him, Money ain't a thing because you're going to keep making money. You're going to keep making money. You're going to keep blowing it at the script clubs. And then you're just going to make some more money when you listen to our main man, Brandon Lang of BrandonLang.com, jumping in the trenches like he does every single week. And not only does he jump in the trenches, when I tell y'all who my underdog is, and sometimes, many times, it's good, but other times he'll respectfully say, and he's done it two weeks in a row, uh, people, he'll be like, eh, I'm not quite feeling that one. He'll give you reason. And so far, when it comes to knocking down my underdogs, when I'm not Snoop Dogg, when I say it, he's 3-0. He, he saved y'all from me, and he's in the trenches right now. Brandon Lang, what's going on? Welcome back to Houston. Tuesday night, my boy Drew Diener of ESPN Louisville texts me and says, we are going to lose to Bellarmine tomorrow night. And Louisville basketball was laying 9.5, 8.5 to Bellarmine, which is also in Louisville. I call him up because I'm back in Vegas, and I go, bro, give me a little more data than that. And he goes, well, the Bellman coach is Scott Davenport. He was on Denny Crum's staff at Louisville. He's on Rick Pitino's staff at Louisville. Everybody thought he should have got the job. He didn't. This is personal. They won their conference last year. He says they got everybody back. He said, trust me, bro. He says Louisville lost to a Division II team in a scrimmage that was 8-18, eight and 18. their leading scorer didn't even play. Mm. I go, oh. Okay, so I rolled the Red Rock. I said, how much do you take on a game? I did not. I mean, a B-Lang not. I go, how much do you take on a game? He goes, well, X. I go, okay, give me X on Bellamy. He says, we can't find it. I go, it's the added game right there, the first one. He goes, oh, we take limited action on added games. So he goes, well, what's your max on an added game? He goes, this. I go, boom, there's that. I go, great. Now, how much do you take on money on an added game? Well, we take half of that. I go, boom, bam. I said, we good? He says, we good. And the manager comes out and says, what's going on? I said, no, we're good. Take my tickets and go there, talk, and I walk out. Now I go home. I'm chilling. I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a really, really, really good day. Or these boys in Louisville are completely wrong, and it's going to be bad. Uh-uh. Bellman's up 11 at the half, leads the whole second half. They're up 67-57 with 4.32 to go. You think it's over. You think it's a no sweat. You think it, this night's going to be a Star Trek night for B-Lang, who's single back in Vegas, just got back on Monday. So what happens? Louisville goes on a 9-0 run, cuts it 67-66, 27 seconds to go. They have the ball. I'm watching. D stops. Boom, boom. Winner outright, 67 Now I go back to the Red Rock Casino, walk up, hand the tickets. 
manager comes out, another dude comes out. Probably the only dude that met Melvin. And they're just looking at me. Nice score. I said, thanks, boys. I appreciate it. And they're just looking at me to remember my face. Because they're dying to ask me what's going on. They're also just looking at me to go, okay, next time he comes in, let's keep an eye on this cat. Because seriously, who's betting Bellamy? So I walk out, go grab some, grab a Cajun ribeye at Morton's, roll into Springer Rhino at 12 o'clock, and I'm looking for a specific type. I'm looking for Ukraine. I'm looking for somebody that looks like a little ocean. And oh my God, it was my kind of night because she walks up. And as she walked up, she sits down and she says, hey, and I look right at her and I go, listen to me. I'm going to ask you one question. I said, how much are you looking to make tonight? What's, what's your goal? What are you looking to make tonight? She throws up the number. I said, okay. I said, I'll give you that number right now. Plus, I'll give you a little bit more. I said, come on, let's go with Blasio. Let's gamble a little bit. She's like, oh, my God. I said, yes or no right now? She goes, yes. I said, okay, I'll take you up in the back. Take her up in the back. We go gamble. The rest is history. And she's like, I want to see you again. I said, listen, tonight was a special night, but I can't meet that number going forward. So if you want to see me again, which, no, 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 no. She says, it doesn't have to be that number. You're one of the coolest guys ever. That, my friend, is a gambling story of how B-Lang's not afraid to step out and go deep. And, oh, I'm still I'm still tired two days later, bro. Dude, she's blowing up my phone. I'm like, listen, I can't. I'm 59 years. She goes, God, you look so great for 59. I said, listen, I can't stay out till 4 in the morning every night. The gym's important to me. My workouts are important to me. My diet's important to me. That's maybe a once in a two-week thing. Can we go see a movie? Yeah, we can go see a movie. I just let me get through the weekend. Like okay, uh, bro, it's it's. I'm gonna kill myself single. I've been I've been married for 17 years, 10 of it in this town with the with the, with the wife. I'm now single. Oh my god, um, it's I, I gotta get out. I'm, I've been home four days and I gotta get out. Remember Al Pacino and The Godfather? Yes. I get out and they're just pulling me back in. <laughs> Anyway, so ain't no anyway. That's great. You you don't dismiss that story by anyway. You've inspired a bunch of divorced men out there. I come on your show every week and I talk about what kind of role I'm on. And last week I came on your show and I said LSU plus the points over Bama winner. I said Baylor over Oklahoma winner. I said come right back with Notre Dame plus the points winner. I think I've hit last night. I had. Carolina, one of the few people in the country that had the Panthers, that seven straight football winners. Hold on, before you talk about recent, hold on, because I want to give you your flowers. You you mentioned all your winners, but I don't know if you remember, last week I was feeling Oklahoma State over Kansas. I gave what I thought was good reason. You know, Oklahoma State, they were embarrassed by Kansas State. Uh, Kansas is no longer ranked. And you were like, no, I'm not feeling that. And Kansas beats Oklahoma State 37-16. So let's make sure we throw that in there, too. Well, I I appreciate it. But it's like I've won eight of the nine last Saturdays. It's like this is the best. I've done this for 30 years. And this is the best football season I've ever had. Listen, to win seven straight in the NFL which has been so hard for everybody. College football, I'm 18-6 for the year. 20-4, and four, my last 24 overall. It's just every week I come on your show and I'm like, oh, let's just keep trying to get on the right side of games and keep trying. To, and listen, it's one thing to be held to a certain, certain level for the website pick because that's the one everybody pays for. But you also want to come on radio and give an opinion that your listeners are getting games for free and give valid reasons why and make them some money, too. If you've taken $100 and bet a three-team money line parlay on Baylor, Notre Dame, 
LSU, that hundred dollars would have paid you thirty five hundred bucks. That's how potent that money line is. So it's great to come on here, entertain your listeners. And Veronica says hello. If you, if you want to Google Aletta Ocean, don't do, <laughs> don't do. Listen, don't do Aletta Ocean now because the Aletta Ocean now has had a ton of plastic surgery. She really hasn't. I think she's escorted for like ten thousand somewhere over in the Ukraine or whatever. She's back home or whatever. I believe I've done my research. She's my favorite reports on Facebook. But if you go early, Aletta Ocean. Go early, Aletta Ocean, not now, Aletta Ocean. That almost is exactly how Veronica looks. And I said, babe, I said, but I said, we'll, we'll, we'll spend time together. Trust me. I said, just like whatever. She's never, you know, again, it's the personality and, and the flavor that does it. But, oh, my gosh. So let's listen. But I got, again, I got games I love this week. Again, let's see if we can keep this thing going because there's a few, few in the NFL and some in college. So, Fire away, big dog. No, I'm going to tell you fire away because you're talking about you have some games that you like. I'm going to make sure I don't ask which games are the wrong games. So you tell me as I get my pen out, uh, what are some of the games that got you excited about going back to visit and date, old girl? Do not be surprised if Louisville goes into Clemson and wins the game outright. Mm -hmm. Take Louisville plus the seven, seven and a half. I said last week when I took Notre Dame over Clemson, I just both, both quarterbacks for Louisville can't play dead in the Western. They should be out of there. They should be out of there like a fat girl in dodgeball. I'm telling you right now, it's literally neither one can play right now. And they should have lost to Syracuse. They got ran out. They got ran out to gym last week by Notre Dame. And Louisville's won four straight, covered four straight, all by double digits, blown people out since they lost at Boston College and a head scratcher. Malik Cunningham, big day. Let's take Louisville plus the points. Wisconsin, Iowa, and the Big Ten. You talk about a team that's rolling right now. Iowa's rolling right now. They're playing their best football of the year right now. People say Iowa's offense is no good. These cats have put up over 70 the last two weeks. In a revenge situation, I know Jim Leonard's done a great job since taking over, but this Iowa team, is balling right now, and I like them plus one and a half at home to get it done. And last but not least, the third three dog night that I like is what I have Saturday boys. What I have Saturday boys. Uh, TCU. TCU plus seven over Texas. I get it. I get it. TCU's been a dog one time this year. Plus five at Oklahoma. They won like by three and a half touchdowns. I don't get the line. I just don't. So I'll go, I'll go swinging for offenses of TC plus seven. They might lose, but I can't see them getting blown out. Not going to happen. Two other dogs to kind of sneak, you know, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. Might give Mississippi State a little peekaboo plus the points at home over Georgia, a little letdown situation for Georgia. And I might give Ole Miss a little peekaboo plus the double digits over, over Saban and Alabama. I still don't think uh, Alabama's defense and that secondary can cover a double-digit number. So there you go. What, Brandon, what about looking at that LSU Arkansas game? Could could Arkansas Ooh. sneak up and, and and get the victory this weekend? Ooh, you listen, LSU. That was like going to a strip bar and pulling a supermodel dime pieces phone number, and you was all fired up. And you, you boys, roll out of there, and you like, man, I hit the lotto. 
That's what happened. LSU beating Alabama. That's what happened. LSU going for two. And Brian Kelly looking over at Nick Saban and said, listen, you better get that ball at Spot Chase Holmes because your hair is going. And, you know, that ball hole spot will get a little bigger after I go for two to beat you here in overtime. Right? That's what LSU did. They pulled those digits. They beat Alabama. They got themselves a dime piece, and they're going to show pony her all over town. But guess what? You got home and called the number, and it's a disconnected number. Okay, that's what that lets you. Because now they got to go with this disconnect and get emotionally up to go to Arkansas. It's a tough situation. I, As much as I love LSU, and I think they win the game, I would probably be okay with buying Arkansas to plus three and a half, or I would stay away just for the emotional letdown of LSU. All right, here's one I'm not excited about. I was going through, and, you know, and I don't pull these out of my backside, uh, Brandon, when I talk about my, you know, my upsets and my dog picks, and I don't do it just for your reaction. But the best one that I actually truly feel confident about that I'm going to tell the people listening to In the Trenches about, and we're going to need you to kind of put me in my place, Maryland over Penn State. I I just see it. Maryland over, that's going to be the upset of the weekend. Yes, I'm feeling that wasn't even on my radar. What's the number? Uh, I believe it's 10, Penn State by 10. So Maryland is rolling into Penn State, into Penn State. getting 10 with that offense. All right, well, let's give you a couple numbers to either solidify what you're doing or to say, girl, run for the hills, okay? And, and this is a Maryland so, team. Let me tell you my thinking as you looked that up. That game. you go. Break it, break it down a little bit for, for, for all the homies. Yeah, because I, I don't want you to think that I just scrolled through the schedule and said, oh, I'm going to pull this one out. When I looked at their loss to Michigan at Michigan, they gave Michigan everything they could handle. Then they turn around and beat Michigan State. I know they're struggling. And they go out there and they beat Indiana. You know uh, that's always somewhat of a rivalry right there. They just lost to Wisconsin at Wisconsin. These guys have pride, and I think Penn State's filling themselves right now, so it, it, it's an upset alert. Penn State minus 10. Yes. I'm going through. I'm scrolling through. I can't even see the oh, There it is. Okay. Um, well, Penn State has Ohio State and Michigan playing tough. Terrapins 3-3 three three last six games coming off that 13-point loss at Wisconsin. Um, Terps are one in five against the spread in a double digit conference dog. They're one in seven against the spread off a straight up and against the spread loss. And they're one in six against the spread off a double digit loss. Mm, that's not good. So you look at Penn State, though, um, nine and three against the spread versus single conference spread, eight and three against the spread is a double digit talk. But Maryland averages 31 points per game. Um, you know, I don't like Penn State. Can't stand them ever since. Paterno turned his head on Sandusky. So anytime I can root against him, I will, by the way. I'll roll with your double-digit dog. I'll roll with your yes. double-digit dog. I'll roll with it from the standpoint that if they're up 17, that they're going to be slinging it. And, and I like your, your measuring stick as far as going into Michigan and playing them tough and, and not backing down. It's, that's, I think it's too many points. I think you're, I think you're on the right side of the game. NFL, uh, the Snoop Doggy Dog NFL play of the day. Cleveland Browns plus three and a half to beat the Miami Dolphins outright. Miami can't play D, man. They just gave up 100 points to Detroit, just gave up 100 points to Chicago. Now they're coming home facing the number one run team in the NFL that just blew the doors off the Bengals on Monday night. The pass rushes go get the two of them. I mean, granted, they have not. 
here. I said it. I said it when I used Cleveland over um, Cincinnati. I said the, the Browns literally have been in every single game this year, and the only game they got blown out was the Patriots, and that because they turned it over four times. This team could be literally seven and one, eight and one, easy. I'm blinking it up. And I'm telling you right now, seven and one against the spread in this series, four and zero oh against the spread back to back road games, five and one against the number coming off a divisional home game. Do not be surprised to see the Cleveland Browns in rolling in Miami, do a little, do a little uh, party at Club Eleven. Oof! Oh, oh God, tell me you crazy. Those lower net mercy, stay out of that place. No question about five grand. It'll be worth it. So, take Cleveland plus the points. I love that. That's a good way to end it. I'm going to follow your advice. As always, Brandon Lang, you can go to brandonlang.com and you can hear him here every single Friday. Get some rest, brother. Stay safe, and we'll speak with you next week. Thanks, bro. All right, our main man, Brandon Lang, joining us. Quick timeout, way over, well worth it. Lamont, we see you there. You'll be up next in the trenches, only on Sports Talk. Welcome in, welcome back. I did not realize how far over we went. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go straight to Lamont, get back on track. Then we do have a segment with our main man, Stan Norfleet. Then Big Elwood will get to you. So you can either call back and go right up to the top, Elwood, or sit through uh, the next couple of segments. Lamont, what you got, brother? Hey, man, what's the deal with it? Uh, uh, Sarge, man, I heard you uh, interviewing, uh, talking to Brandon Cooks yesterday, and I'm trying to think of a way that we can get out of this mess with him. And then all of a sudden, because it feels like we in no man's land. Uh-oh. Did we lose or him? is Jack, huh? You're going in and out. Can you hear us? Yeah, you Nah, it sounds like he has a computer uh, issue. Can, can you, uh, when he calls back, uh, Trey, get get with Lamont. Lamont, if you can hear us, we just couldn't hear you. It was breaking up. But let's do this. So let's take this quick timeout. We're going to catch up with Stan Norfleet. Then we're going to get back on track with Lamont Elwood. I know he had a Brandon Cooks question yes. before he went out, and we still have more Brandon Cooks we want to talk about as the Houston Texans prepare to take on the New York Giants. But coming up next, good friend of the show, sideline reporter, uh, football analyst does it all. Our our good buddy Stan Norfleet coming up next. You don't want to miss that. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. You're in the trenches. Get your hands up. With N.D. Kalu. Good God, we got a lot of ads. Somebody getting paid. I don't know who it is, but somebody is getting paid. But right now, a man who deserves all the money in the world, because if you ask me, he's the best in the biz. I've been saying that for years now. I've listened to his podcast. I tune in and listen to him when he's in Carolina, college football analyst, reporter for CIAA, and just one of the best on air. Can't wait to get a chance to hear more of him in the future. Stan Norfleet joining us in the trenches. What's going on, Big Stan? Andy, my brother, what's going down, man? How you feeling? I, I, I'm feeling good. Uh, you, you know, I had a chance to uh, watch the Ridgepoint Panthers beat Katie Tompkins yesterday, so I'm feeling good. But that's the reason I didn't watch Thursday night football. But this year, it feels weird, Stan. Maybe it's because of my schedule, but it just feels like 
is dropping off a little. Just kind of give me your take. Did you watch the game last night? I'm sure you did because the Panthers were playing, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but just your overall take on Thursday night football. Well, I would say that the numbers were good right out the gate. They surpassed uh, the, the numbers for Amazon Prime. I think the first Thursday night game, if I'm not mistaken, got average, I think it was like 13 million viewers, which uh, they were trying to tell the NFL they could get at least in the double digits. So to get 13 million. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Television says it was a huge win. It has basically decreased ever since. Uh, if you ask Al Michaels, he sounds bored when he's in the booth sometimes <laughs> calling those low-scoring games. But, yes, we watched around here, given I'm in Charlotte and the Carolina Panthers were hosting the Falcons last night. And what ended up being, if somebody put some money on the Panthers, they made some money last night. Falcons came in as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Ended up being a better game than, than people anticipated. Former UT running back Deontay Foreman put on the show, as we saw, 31 carries, 130 yards, and a ton. But it wasn't a whole lot in, in the grand scheme of things. Wasn't a whole lot to see there. I can't imagine the viewership numbers were great last night. But I watched. It's the NFL, Indy. You know how this works. Stan, what's going on, man? Big Sarge. Been a long time since I heard your voice, Sarge. brother. <laughs> what's going on, brother? Oh, listen, Sarge, before you go, let me say this because you're on here, and I didn't know that coming in. Listen, brother, salute to our veterans. Veterans Day to you and others that have served this country. God bless y'all, and we don't thank you enough. So I appreciate that. Hey, thank you for your support, Stan. Now, sticking with the with the uh, NFL, I, I wanted to to ask you this question about Jeff Saturday becoming the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Is Jim Irsay trying to pull a fast one over on everyone? Oh, I think Jim Irsay is d- d- delusional, right? He, he's doing it to himself. And listen, I'm not casting any aspersions on Jeff Saturday. Everybody that I know that's at the Four Letter Network that had works with Jeff currently. And the Carolina, you know, he played at the University of North Carolina, so I'm behind him. So I didn't play against Jeff, but his legacy there, everybody speaks very highly of his character, his integrity, his football acumen. Uh, If you heard his press conference, although he was shocked that Ursay afforded him the opportunity, Jeff's like, look, I know who I am. I'm comfortable in, in what I can bring to an organization. So there's that part. So this is not about Jeff the dude. Let me digress to say this. There are a few owners in this league that are just different cats, right? Mark Davis in Las Vegas, different dude. That Haslam's up in Cleveland, kind of quirky, look different. Uh, Jerry Jones, for that matter, different cat. You know, that's my guy to some degree, but different cat. This Ursay dude just look different. So, you know, we saw his rant, uh, which coincided with Monday Night Football, his press conference you know, introducing Jeff Saturday and and what he's looking for and why he's doing this. Look, I hope it works for Jeff. But at a baseline, and I'm sure you brothers will understand and concur with my assessment, it's disrespectful, not from a Rooney Rule standpoint. It's disrespectful to folks like Reggie Rain that's in the building that was there with Jeff Saturday, winning all of these championships, going to Pro Bowl, going to All Bowl, getting nominated and, and winning All Pro, consideration in the Indianapolis with Jeff 
Reggie Wayne's a wide receiver coach. He's been there in the building for three years. Why didn't Reggie Wayne get it if that's something that Reggie wanted to do? So I think it's just disrespectful and it's a slap in the face to coaches that are out there on the grind paying their dues. And this again, and I'm going to use the word, and I'm, so people going to feel some type of way about it. This again is privilege showing its face. Sometimes it benefits some. Very rarely does it benefit folks that look like us, gentlemen. I will even say, I, I was obviously don't disagree with anything, but I'm sure there's a whole lot of white coaches who are like, hold on, man. <laughs> I've been an assistant oh, yeah, for no, X no, no, amount. No, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm also sure. a former player. Uh, and you're going to call this dude out of the booth. Not even a situation no where. no coaching experience. Right. Except for high school. And I think they said he went, 500, school, yeah. he went 500 on the high school level in right, three years. In yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, again, like you said, certain guys, when something goes that's an outlier and gets a certain opportunity, you're like, uh, we know who's going to get it. But I'm sure there's a whole bunch of white coaches that are like, hold on, Chief. Like, I've been busting my tail, and you're going to pull him out of the ESPN chair to come be the head coach. Now, on the flip side, could it be a situation where 90% of the time the interim head coach doesn't become a head coach uh, with that particular team and probably doesn't even become a head coach somewhere else? Could it be one of those situations where Ursay saying, man, I'm just bringing him here to hold it down for eight weeks? I mean, yeah, and really, if you want to look at a silver lining, if you will, and again, this is not about Jeff. I think Jeff's a good dude. I'm never mad at somebody accepting the opportunity. The opportunity was afforded. He took it. I ain't mad at him, and you're absolutely right. White, black, and every other nationality coach is in the building going, man, what the hell is that? Like, how you pull that off? But it is what it is. Cool. Now, if this is Peyton Manning, people probably saying something different. But this is about a culture shift. This is Jim Ursay to me saying, look, which I'm going to say it's a culture shift, but then he retains Chris Ballard, the general manager, which makes no sense to me. But in my mind, this is let's bring a different voice, face that's not in the building every day and try and breathe some life into this thing and try and change the culture. The bottom line is this. Is Jeff Saturday really going to impact what's happening in the AFC South for the rest of the season? Probably not. The AFC South is trash, as is the case with the NFC South, going back to the game last night between the Falcons and the Panthers. And by the way, the NFC South, every team is below 500. <laughs> the only division in the league where every team is below 500. So even with Carolina winning last night, they're still in fourth place in the NFC South. So bottom line is, Indy, coming back to the top line of this thing, none of these organizations, the Panthers, the Colts, or the Texans, are getting fixed until they get that quarterback position addressed. Before we let you go, I want to bring it back to college football and bring it back home to Texas. TCU, undefeated right now, going to University of Texas. Can they make the college football playoffs? Can they? Yes. Will they? It's tough, Andy. Uh, TCU, Horn Frogs up three spots, as we know, number four in the country, 9-0. and Big game coming up this week down there in Austin. The problem is, although TCU has four top 25 wins, that'll be five if they beat UT this weekend. They play at Baylor, at Iowa State, and then maybe a rematch versus UT, or either UT or Baylor in the Big 12 title game. Here's the problem. Tennessee is out there with one loss to what will likely be the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Tennessee, five top 25 wins right now. Their remaining schedule, Missouri at South Carolina and then in the year versus Vandy. I see the balls going 11-1. and one. 
that means their only loss would be the number one Georgia by 14 points, even though the game was way worse than that Georgia smash than we saw that last week. No two-loss team has ever made the playoffs. So even if LSU won the SEC championship, it's unlikely that they're going to let a two-loss SEC champ in. So you're saying TCU getting in. I'm saying TCU even as a Big 12 champ. I'm betting the committee takes the, takes the one-loss Tennessee team because they can play the rematch versus Georgia in the playoff versus what likely would be undefeated TCU. Now, I, I don't want to see that for the Horn Frogs because I'm still some type of way that they got screwed back in, what was that, 2014, I think. Didn't like that when Ohio State got in over them, but that's just how I see this playing off. Tennessee is in the Catbury seat to Myers. As always, never enough time. Are you covering? I know you're on the sideline covering games. Are you covering any this weekend? We got the CIAA championship in Salem, Virginia. Shawan College versus Fayetteville State University. The answer is no, I am not on the call. I will be watching games, uh, just relaxing this weekend and see what happens. I'll say this, and look, I said I'm, we're over and I'm still yapping. When you we call games, you and I have done, you know, when, you, when you've called as many games as we've called, sometimes you really just appreciate just watching the game. <laughs> it's like, okay, now I can yeah, just Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sometimes I just go down the sideline, bro, and I just cut the microphone off. I just want to watch the game. Like, right. no matter what level of competition it is, so that'll be cool. Next time we talk, man, y'all got to give me big stars. Give me some background offline of what's going on with this Brandon Cooks because Nick Casario is tripping. They should have moved Brandon Cooks. That was dumb. All right, we'll talk about that and much more. That's Stan Norfleet. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Stan Sportsman. As always, brother, appreciate your time and your knowledge. Appreciate you again. Thank you again to all the veterans, man. Love y'all. Houston. see y'all soon. All right, Stan Norfleet joining us. Quick timeout. We're back on track. Lamont, hopefully we can hear you this time. You're up next in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in. Welcome back in the trenches. Big shout out to Stan Norfleet. Appreciate him joining us from the Carolinas. And big shout out to you folks who keep the show going. Indeed. Mm -hmm. But during the break, we were talking about Mattress Mac. and Picking up all that cheese. Yeah. For those that don't know, Mattress Mac won $75 million. And apparently, he's in a private jet going to different casinos picking up the money in cash just to kind of bring up uh, bring everybody up to speed. Yeah, and loading it, you know, in a wheelbarrow onto a private jet. I was like, wow, man, that's amazing to be able to just – like I would be happy if I was just picking up $10,000, but that's another story for another time. Indy, I feel like right here on In the Trenches, not today, but sometime soon, we need to do a Mattress Mac type bet. Mattress Mac betted the, that the Astros will win the World Series at the beginning of the season, placed ten million dollars on them at the beginning of the season to win it all. I feel like we should do that here. We should take like ten, twenty dollars mm-hmm. and find some astronomical odds and say, let's just say, oh, place it on the Texans to win the Super Bowl. See, but he didn't do that. He he placed that money on a realistic chance. Now, okay. it's still a lot of money. So here's what I'll do. I'll double that $10 because I'm feeling like a baller right I now. I said 20 so yes. Yeah. You, you said 10 to 20 Yes. Yeah. So, so I'm doubling the 10 <laughs> No, I feel confident about this, even though it's a long shot because so many teams are still left. Yeah. I'll take 40 bucks and put it on North Shore to win it all. 
North Shore to win state. What? In football. What is Dell's odds have to not be in your favor, Indy. Like you're gonna yeah, lose anytime, money. Anytime you you bet here's 40, the thing, you're gonna win the 42. Astros were the best team in their league. So it's not like he was betting on the Baltimore Orioles, but anytime you bet against the field, but then you, you're but yeah, look at it like this too. He so are you telling me North Shore had is a better chance to win state than the Houston Astros had to win the World Series? I don't know what the odds were, but you got to look at it like this. This man put up that money with the hundred and sixty-two game season. You see, they only the Astros were were very lucky that they didn't sustain major injuries like Michael Brantley. Yes, they lost Michael Brantley, but they were able to replace him in the lineup as far as someone not as productive as him, but that could keep the ball rolling. Right, so. Mm-hmm. Looking at it that way, because what if they would have lost players throughout the season and they ended up not making the playoffs? Like, that's a real risky bet, even though on all, paper it looks yeah, that way. All bets that pay out like that are risky. Right. So, North Shore is not. If you bet $40, you know how much you're going to make? $45. You're going to get $5 You got day. the Austin Westlakes of the world, the mid, the, those West Texas boys where that's all they do is just wow. wake up and play football and chew straw. Like, no, that's that's just as risky as betting on the Astros. Okay, so what I'm saying is, let's just I'll put it like this. Mm-hmm. We'll look at the odds of it in the NBA of a team like, let's just say, the Cleveland Cavaliers right now, who are playing very good basketball, or the Utah Jazz, who are playing very good basketball, right? So I'm putting you right in the middle of a team that, at this point, is going to look like they're going to make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs, but there's no way, and I always say, don't say no way when you talk about professional athletes or teams, that one of those two teams you mentioned would make uh, will win the NBA Finals. Now, what I would say, if we're going to keep it local and keep it H-Town, maybe you put that money that the Rockets will play in the playing. You know, they'll finish top 10 where they play in the playing game. No, but that's the point. So mm-hmm. what you said about the, the Jazz or the Cavaliers not making it to the Finals, right? You put that money on them, you just, that, that's the, the, the fun of it. That's the, the, the spirit not of it. Not winning the Finals. Oh, yeah. Because he put money that the Astros were going to win the World Series. Here's the thing. Gutsy move by him, but it's the Astros. Like, if you're going to put money on a team early on to win it all in baseball, it's either the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers. uh, I'm sure I'm missing a couple of teams that that I should be mentioning. But, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's the Astros. On paper. So, imagine the person who put the money on the Phillies to make it to the World Series. That was a risky move right there yeah that's risky so so that's what i'm saying we should do something we should do something like that because i put it like this we're sticking with the nba imagine the people who put money on the boston celtics to make it to the nba finals and by christmas time boston didn't look like they were a good team at all after christmas they turned it around and they made it to the finals so whoever bet that money from the jump who had faith in them well what make what's uh mattress max so appealing is he's always doing it locally like right now, there's there's no team outside of the Astros, so where you can put that kind of bet on. But I get what you're saying. In the spirit of what he did, it would be like betting money, big money, on a current NFL team to just win the Super Bowl. What about like, U of H basketball? Nah, to win wait to win it all. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's actually. a good one. Yeah, yeah I didn't, that's I was actually just a good one. But but, I, but it would be like saying. You know, if we, if we were local in Kansas City, if we we're a local successful yeah. businessman like uh, Mattress Mac, it would be like, hey, our 6-2 and two Kansas City Chiefs, they look like they're the best team. I'm going to put $300,000 on, on Kansas City. Like, that would be a team I would – and you're still betting against the field. I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Whoever My old squad? 
Who? Oh, I thought you were going to go Philadelphia Eagles. No, heck no. Okay. I never put money on them. Never. <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to say this here right now. Whoever, you know, you all playing that drinking game about me. Every time I mention my wife, you got to take a shot. My oh, yeah. wife is listening, so mm-hmm. she got to get the bank account ready, Indy. I'm willing to bet $20 right now, whatever the odds are. I don't even know how to make bets, but I'm going to find out that the Rockets at 2-10 and 10 right now will make the play-in okay. play this season. One thing I hate, radio big guy. I'm, so you're going to have to go put it in and take a picture of your ticket. You got to teach me how. I don't know, I don't who know how. To I've bet. never bet in my life. I, I, I mean, you know how we bet. Like, hey, 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 give the money to somebody else, let them hold it. The last bet I took, I ended up with a kid. So like, yeah, I don't bet money. So I, that's all I'm saying. I right. bet this geek keeps twenty dollars. Uh, I'm doing it, Indy. I'm all right, you got to show the ticket when all you right. do it, Lamont. Let's see if we can get this this time. What's going on, Lamont? Hey man, I apologize about that. Happy Veterans Day, everyone. Uh, hey man, uh, same to you, stars, man. I got hey, uh, I got a hundred dollars on uh, the Cowboys, and I put this bet down in August, and it's uh, paying out. Eighteen hundred dollars. What makes what makes uh, Max uh, bet uh, also phenomenal? And I'm gonna get to my point. I'm gonna hurry up. No, you good? That the the casinos called and asked him to uh, told him he can hedge the bet. Uh, in other words, if he wouldn't have won the seventy five million dollars, he could have still won twenty two million dollars if the Astros would have. And he said, "Forget that." He he rolled with the Astros all the way with seventy. In other words, he wouldn't have lost any money, but. He, he was strong enough to uh, just stand on the Astros. Now, my whole point was about Brandon Cooks. Uh, I heard Sarge uh, interviewing him yesterday in the scrum and stuff, and I, I started thinking. I was like, man, we in a no-win situation with this dude. No, nobody's going to take on this contract. Then it hit me. We need him. And, 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 guys, I'm playing when I say this. I'm playing, but uh, uh, hopefully it, it can happen. We need a team that's dumb enough to hire uh, uh, Jack Easterby. That's what we need. We need a team that's dumb enough to hire Jack Easterby, and then we can probably get a, a first-round or second-round pick uh, uh, for Cooks, plus all of his money will be shipped. I think that that dude is probably – I think that those dudes are probably that close that they can make that happen. And the, just think about it, man. If Jack Easterby land in a situation like he was in Houston, I know it's not going to really happen. But if he uh, if he do, that's how we can get rid of uh, Brandon Cooks. That's all I have, fellas. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hire Jack Easterby. Quick timeout. Larry, Eric, Scott, you're up next in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Brought to you locally by Sell Your Vehicle for Cash at CarBingo.com. CarBingo.com will pick up your vehicle and pay you on the spot. Get a real cash offer on your vehicle in two minutes at CarBingo.com. That's CarBingo.com. Sell us your car. The future of audio is here, and it's always free. Listen to what you want whenever you want. I'm going to do that right now. Download our free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts. iHeartRadio. 
This is for the men who never settle, the ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick, the type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera, and the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. There's a style that no matter what time of the year is the right fit for everyone, every day. It's called a healthy lifestyle. And there's never been a better time than now to see how it can work for you. To get started, enroll in a Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas plan and get access to thousands of top gyms and studios starting at only $24.99 a month. This includes virtual personal training and other exclusive deals. We're talking about amazing offers and discounts every single day, 365 days a year. Enroll now at 365dealstx.com or call 1-855-814-7222 to access these money-saving offers. Once you're there, you can sign up for our Blue 365 discount program. It's just one more way. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas is here for you 365 days a year through it all. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our client's best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Sean Salisbury here for Underdog Fantasy, and they're the reason I play fantasy sports. I've never done it in my life. Whether it's hoops or the pick'em game, football, it's the easiest place to play fantasy football and the fastest-growing fantasy app in the industry. I play fantasy football because of Underdog Fantasy. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's games for a chance to win big. It's the pick'em game. Can win up to 20 times your money in a single Single game, pick between two and five players to build a pick em entry. You can also make rivals picks, pit two players against each other, which one's going to have more yards. Sign up today with my promo code 790, get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and don't forget to register with my promo code 790 to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 plus and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call one 800 522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Again, terms and conditions apply underdogfantasy.com. On season four of the Piketon Massacre podcast, the investigation into one of Ohio's worst crimes continues. Join the KT Studios team as they examine the forensics and the ties that bind the victims and the accused. What will the trials mean for Pike County? Let's talk about the crime scenes. Accused murderer George Wagner faces a judge and jury. This is legitimately the biggest murder trial in the state of Ohio's history. 
Listen to the Piketon Massacre on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know Kohl's has early holiday deals on the top toys? It was a game changer for me. I got Kohl's cash and all my kids' favorites, like Marvel must-have starting at $11.99, Squishmallows for $25 and under, a Fisher-Price Dreamhouse for $49.99, and found so much more, while saving $10 off every $25 I spent, plus an extra 20% off. More gifts, more savings, more reasons to get to Kohl's. Select styles, $10 off, $25 offer ends November 12th, 20% offer ends November 19th. Toys, coupons not apply. See store or for details iHeartRadio, the free app for your music. Your stations like Sports Talk 790 and number one for podcasting. iHeartRadio. What's happening in football? Let's go! What's happening in H-Town sports? I'm in tune with you guys. What's happening right now? Me speaking to you. In the Trenches continues. Now the funeral is over and all the tears are dried up. Hanging teeth from the cut, getting fired up. Looking for the coupon to fit the loan, my homie. And I for an eye, so now your life is what you owe me. Look deep into the eye. You, 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 you got a good one right there, Trey. Let me set up for five seconds and turn that up. Mm. The best to ever do it. Ooh. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. If you want to jump in, 713 212 5790 on this. Friday. I keep my days are all mixed up because I had Thursday night football high school. So in my mind, I'm thinking it's it's Friday. Then today's Saturday, but we're in Friday. What's going on, Scott? Hey, speaking of Thursday night football, a shout out to those Ridge Point uh, Panthers for that big win in overtime last night. Double overtime against Katie Tompkins. You're right. I was at that game over at Mercer Stadium. So just like you said, big shout out to Coach LeFavors and the Ridge Point Panthers. And I'll say this, Scott, big shout out to Katie Tompkins because uh, them boys left it all on the field and they're a very good team. So shout out to both schools. Yeah, Coach McVay's a good guy. Also, shout out to my fellow uh, officials as they travel around the state to do various playoff games uh, this week this weekend and everything so uh anyway safe travels to all those guys also yeah and any and every uh high school football player coach i still get chills when i'm driving big sarge and i see like eight or nine yellow buses all all riding in a convoy because it takes me back to where i'll be sitting on a bus and getting ready to play high school football and we used to kind of you know pretend that we're soldiers obviously we weren't real soldiers shout out to all the soldiers and thank you for on this veterans day but you know we would like sit on that bus quiet and like we're about to go into enemy territory sounds corny except for the people that did it and every time and now in my mid-40s when i'm driving and i just see eight or nine yellow school buses i know it's a football team going uh to battle and i always still get chills uh when i see that you used to say we ready yeah i used to do that you know what i'm showing my age when that song came out i was in college but you couldn't tell us anything when that song came out. Didn't the guy who wrote that song just pass recently? He may have. I don't know. We re- I mean. Pastor Troy? Wrote the song. It's just, we ready for war. <laughs> like, <laughs> really went to the top of the mountaintop. Yeah, that like, one. I'm sure it was more about the beat. Larry, Larry, what's going on, Larry? Hey, Andy, it's supposed to give you chills, man, because that was a time in your life, man, that was you, you were young, you, you were vibrant, you was ready to get out there and, uh, you know, go 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 to battle, man. And 
riding on those buses, you just, you know, stare out the window, man, yep. just not knowing what, what the outcome's going to be. But it was that, that excitement that you had, just ready to get out there and bust some helmets up, man. That was that, – when, when you're young and you feel that kind of feeling, man, and when you get older, man, you appreciate it even more because you know what it felt like to be have that kind of energy, man. So, no, man, don't be shame or don't be uh, kind of – you know, put off by that because when I see them too, man, I be thinking, man, boy, it was some of the fun time I had with some of my dudes, man. But, you know, it, it's interesting that uh, we're talking about this kind of thing. But before I get into it, hey, man, how old is that producer in there? Is, it, is, is his name Trey? Trey, yes. He, he's young. I've never asked him, but he, he's a young man. Yeah. No, because I, I, every time I talk to him, I'm like, man, is, is this one of my son classmates, man, that's producing the show over there, man? He, he, but he, he good, man. I like him and, uh, you know, how he get down, man. And we're going to have to find his company show. Now, having said all that, didn't Brandon Cooks just sign a contract last year for two, uh, two years, man? Yes, did, he did. did. Wasn't that extension right there in Sarge? Yes, it was. And, and, and I remember Brandon Cooks saying vividly, well, I'm here for the rebuild and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, you know, getting this thing back. Now, all of a sudden, he whining. I well, when you become a veteran, man, you want to go somewhere and win. You wasn't saying that when Jack Easterby was picking you up in that minivan to bring you over there to go sign for that contract, was you? See, here's the thing. We knew this thing was going to go off the rails, man. We everybody, You remember at the start of the season, Indy, everybody was talking about, you know, the, uh, the Texans was going to win four or six games or eight games, go eight and seven or eight and nine or whatever. Hey, man, look. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We still have the same problems that we had last year with Cully. Our quarterback is just not that dude. Davis Mills may have a 10-year career as a backup quarterback, and I hope it's somewhere else because he ain't going to be able to ever be able to satisfy me as a diehard Texan fan. And no time he ever stepped on the field because I'm going to always equate him to the fact that the Houston Texans allowed Jack Easterby and, 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 and Nick Casario to convince them to get rid of a franchise quarterback knowing how long it takes you to get a dude that can play at that level. And I, I don't give a damn what nobody say. I would take Deshaun Watson back right now for to stop some of this pain and suffering. But I understand that we can't get him back. And y'all was talking about having a small quarterback or a fragile quarterback like Bryce Young or whatever. I get it. I understand it that the league has changed a little bit with the Kyler Murrays of the world. But I'm telling you, the guys like Hendon Hooker and all these other quarterbacks that got a little stoutness to them, I'd rather take them because they give you an opportunity not to have as many injuries. I'm just fearful that Bryce Young may get up there and see that these boys play real grown man-ass football, and he may not be able to withstand that kind of punishment, man. Last thing before I let y'all go, Matt got $75 million in wheelbarrows, dog. That's what we're doing these days, Matt. <laughs> hey, man, come on out here to staff and drive one of them bundles off at my door, man, and I'll haul. Man. Indy, got some breaking news for you. 
Per the Houston Astros, James Click and the Astros part ways. I'm going to read you. This is directly just came to me in an email. Astros owner and chairman Jim Crane announced today that the Houston Astros and general manager James Click will not enter into a renewal for the 2023 season. And I quote, we are grateful for all James' contributions, Crane said. We have had great success in each of the three seasons, and James, that, and James has been an important part of that success. I want to personally thank him and wish him and his family well moving forward. Translation, I don't like you. Yeah, exactly. I don't like you. I like Dusty better. I, I don't even know if there's <laughs> yeah. a better. We, we won a World Series with those two guys at the helm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like you. Exactly. <laughs> you I, know, I, bye. I had to show you who, who who's the real boss around. Who and I'm not even saying it because I don't know James Click. I don't know Jim Crane. I know Jim Crane seems to be a very, very good sports owner. Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear how he talks and the decisions he's made, I mean, obviously breaking news. They just won a World Series, and I'm saying he's a good uh, owner of a team. But, yeah, that, that's just I – don't, I don't like you. We don't vibe. So, leaves that door open for what I said two days ago, huh? Who? Jeff Lunau may be making a return. He could, Indy. I could see it. All I'm saying is I could see it. And I could see him and Dusty mm-hmm. working. And I'm not, say, I, I'm not saying that James Click and Dusty didn't work well together. But I could see that happening. I, I definitely because I blame AJ Hinch more than I blame. I'm Jeff not Luna. against it. I just know there's a lot of talent out there. So why revisit that? If you're Jim Crane and the hundreds of people that probably work for him, I'm sure he could tell some man or woman, "Hey, go find me, go find me another good general manager." You got it. I mean, but you also look at it as, "Hey, this is the guy that built this system that I have right now. Here's the guy who built what right. what I have." So find somebody who could build it just like he did. Like I'm giving him his props because. Look, one one of the great things about this dynasty, and it's definitely a dynasty, when good players leave, you don't miss them. When George Springer left, when he first left, I was like, ooh, man, that's tough. Yeah. By midseason, I was like, George Springer, who again? Right. When Carlos Correa left, I was like, ooh, man, that's going to hurt. Then it's all about Jeremy Pena. When Garrett Cole left, I was like, ooh, that one's going to hurt. Then Justin Verlander comes back like a freak of nature, so... Yeah, so you got to give uh, whoever brought those guys in, you have to give them all the credit in the world. I just wonder if he wants to revisit that. Eric, welcome to the show. Eric, what you got? Eric, we can't hear you. It's real bad. We we got a bad connection. If you if you got us on speaker, try putting us off speaker. Can you hear me now? Much better, much better. No, I was going to tell Sarge, happy Veterans Day and Indy, man. It was good running to you at McDonald's the other day, man. You know how we get down. Oh, my man, uh, Eric and Fresno. What's up, brother? Uh, man, the other day, man, I was going to talk about uh, Cooks and how I understood because I And then I watched Hopkins, but when he brought up Click, kind of changed the whole conversation. It kind of gives me a, a Jerry Jones vibe, you know, how he always put his hands in it. I don't know the situation behind the scenes. Ah. The brothers out there, look, brothers, cricket ain't for everybody. <laughs> you know what? Just like voting Democrat ain't for all black people, getting cricket, and what's the other one we used to use? Primeco. And Nextel. Used yeah, to Metro say. PCS. Trey always going to jump in when we get when we start talking about the culture, and he, he right most of the time except for the movie. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you something. Trey is, going, Trey is going to be my plus one to the picnic. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, Trey know the culture for real, for real. Yeah, so I feel like this. He he he's definitely gonna he's gonna be there. I yeah. mean, yeah, well, a little bit. I I, I guess. Um, Trey, when you go when you get invited to this fictional cookout, 
black people on social media try to act like there's one, what, what's going to be your first plate? Um, what, what are you going to tell Aunt... Uh, Aunt Shamiqua to put on your plate. I'm probably going to get some ribs. Ribs? Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't get the ribs. Because uh, <laughs> Aunt Shaniqua don't know how to cook them because she's like 38. No, you got to get like Aunt Pearl or something. Thank you. That'd be a, that Thank seems you. like I'd be full after I ate the ribs. Uh, I wouldn't get more plates. Just... Here's how we're going to know whether or not you're going to fit in. What flavor? How are you going to ask for the Kool-Aid? What are you going to say? Um, could I get the red the red drink? Mm, yeah, yeah kind of. You should have said great. Great yeah, was the answer. Gonna, yeah, right? I was gonna say, can you give me that purple? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That that keeps you in, in in the house. Quick timeout. One more segment to go. You're about to go uh, cover some Rockets. Yeah, the Houston Rockets are in town for practice for one day before they head out to play the New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow in New Orleans. And I I'm gonna get down there, Indy. I got to get to the bottom of it, and I need to look at Coach Silas in his eyes and ask him. Mm-hmm. Why isn't Josh Christopher in the rotation? So do we need to follow you to get that answer? Oh, of course. Where? Oh, Big Star Sports with the Z at the end. Hey, hey, I got mm-hmm. Brandon Cook's articles and Damian Pierce articles on Texans Wire USA Today, and I got Rockets, uh, Rockets Wire USA Today articles up as well. Quick timeout. We still got another segment as he steps out. So if you want to step in, 713-212-5790. And I'm going to give you my take on the Jeff Saturday hire in the trenches on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in, welcome back in the trenches. A couple of minutes ago before we call it a day, real quick, because people have asked me and I did mention I was going to talk about the Jeff Saturday hiring. When I first heard that Jim Ursay hired Jeff Saturday to be the interim head coach for the remainder of the season and hopefully beyond, in Jim Ursay's words, my first thought wasn't the Rooney rule. My first thought wasn't, oh, man, uh, you know, he's getting it because he's white. My first thought was like, oh, wow. Like, he screwed over a lot. I shouldn't say screwed over. He owns the team. He can make whatever decision he wants. He passed up on a lot of men in the coaching ranks who've put in the time the way you're supposed to do it traditionally, who have experience, who've played and coached. I get it. And I've only heard great things about Jeff Saturday. When I played against Jeff Saturday, he was one of the best offensive linemen we played against. So this isn't a shot at Jeff, and it's really not a shot at Jim Mersey. But this goes beyond Rooney Rule. And this isn't tap dancing to pander. But, you know, anytime something happens, oh, what about the brothers? Like, there's a reason why a lot of white men are upset right now. They're like, hey, we get screwed over too. <laughs> Here's an example. You have a guy like Larry Izzo who played 15 years in the NFL He's been climbing the coaching ranks. He's bounced from NFL teams to the NFL teams as a coach. You have a guy like James Casey who played many years in the NFL. And if he wanted to live out his dream to be a a head coach, they said you're going to have to start at the bottom and climb your way up, which is what he's doing. So you have guys like that who look at this move and are like, oh, hold on. I could have gone straight from the NFL to sitting in an analyst chair in the air condition, not dealing with the drama of coaching and potentially be given an opportunity like this. So when it, when, I, when I heard about it, my initial thought was like, man, there's a lot of guys that are putting in that work. The D'Amico Ryans of the world. You know, D'Amico Ryans is a guy that should be a head coach this time next year. And there's a big chance that there, there's a likely chance that he might not. But then you have a guy like Jeff Saturday who's in position. Now, if the Indianapolis Colts go 
you know, four and five their next games or, or three and six, whatever it may be, they're probably not going to retain him as a head coach. But if for some reason the players flip the script and say, hey, we got to play with some pride and they go on a nice little run like we saw in Miami when Dan Campbell was the interim head coach, he might stick. And he didn't have to put all the work that we traditionally see. I emphasize the word traditionally because I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but that's just what we're used to seeing before a guy, a former player, becomes an actual head coach or a coordinator. So it's not just one group of men who can say, oh, man, this is you know another slap in the face. I think that's just Jim Ursay doing Jim Ursay things. But there's a lot of guys that should feel slighted by not getting that opportunity with the work that they've put in. All right, that's going to do it for us today. I hate leaving people on hold, but Bill John, y'all just called in. Y'all know we get off at 12. Y'all know we only have two hours, so I couldn't get to y'all. But if y'all call back Monday, you'll be at the top of the list. Have a great weekend. God willing, same time, same place, Monday in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.